0: You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Hour three of the program title sponsor, Totem Golf, Sundry Golf Club. Open for the 2022 season. Book your tee time online, sundrygolf.com. Just a nice, relaxing round. Get out of the hustle and bustle. You were stuck on the Deerfoot yesterday. You won't be stuck on. Uh, no. Nice easy cruise out to Sundry. Ah, uh, beautiful highways up there north. So what was your city? You had a potential career round going. No, uh, it
1: wasn't going to be that. It's just the first round of the year is it's the biggest fraud of all time. Oh okay. You haven't swung clubs. You have no idea what's going to happen. And somehow, some way, I roll two birdies in the first five holes before looking oh. like a complete hack for the next. 13 holes. Booze? 41-55. Birdie juice didn't help, I don't think.
2: What were those numbers again? Do you want to just repeat that one more time? A little 41 on the front. Okay. Yeah. So that's like flirting
1: with, ooh, that's a good round, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And 55 on the back, which is like, mm. maybe I'll just quit this sport.
0: Some of us would be very happy with a 55. Any club tosses out you there know. on the back nine?
1: No. Um it's too early in the season. It was like three club wins, and those last three holes just eat you at Speargrass. So it's like, I was just waiting. I'd surrendered before I got to the 16th tee box. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Clarkfield. Clarky, Clark- He's a beauty, Clark-y. Clark Clarkfield, the home of the foot soldiers. Is that how that goes? <laughs> Is that right? Tommy that Wilden sign? Jr., uh, Cavalry FC, joins us. It's, uh, uh, what do we call this, Al Classico? Are we doing that tonight?
3: Yeah, it is. It's it's like the second home. So you know, some people have their lake homes for the summer that seems <laughs> to be the Foot Soldiers second place.
0: It's crazy. I mean, we're kind of joking, but your the, the Foot Soldiers, your hardcore fan base, they travel. They're fu- they're ha- most of us, we want no part of going to go Edmonton. They're very happy to.
3: Yeah, I think they've uh, set two buses and then I think our uh, players our family and friends, so yeah, we we could, we could be about a ha- half full of uh, cavalry fans.
0: There you go. Now Coming off of a big win, you wanted to get home, you wanted to feel, yep. feel the crowd and, and get settled in. You had a, a decisive, a big win over, uh, over Pacific going back to last week. This is Edmonton, and I don't know how much we've talked about it. You've never lost to Edmonton, but I, I wonder, to a certain extent, the team that you had last year or the year prior, well, how does that really impact tonight's game? Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about this year's incarnation of this matchup?
3: yeah i just think every time you can come up to uh to the north the the rivalry is alive and well it doesn't matter what sport you're in whether it's the hockey or it's CFL um whether it's football for us it's you know you you want to beat the neighbors from the north and um that that's no different for us is it's an opportunity now we had a really good win to get back to uh winning ways on sunday um and get to, with the great crowd behind us the nice thing about this away trip is away trips are tough but this one's in inverted commas one of the easier ones because you're not going through airports or planes you're just straight on the you get up to north and here you are so it's familiar settings for us but you know tough place to play clarkfield you know it's a wind tunnel um so we prepared the boys that way and we know with uh, with edmonton they uh they play a deep line block which you know in a 541 and make it very tough to penetrate so we've got to be patient and uh, we've worked on that this week so we'll uh, we're, we're looking forward to it though
1: what are they missing that you guys have done so well in the first four years? Like they've already done through coaching mm-hmm. change and and they haven't been able to create that like environment or culture around home games. If I'm correct.
3: Yeah. a Good question. Right. I'm, I'm not sure. Not, you know, I'm around our club day to day. So I see what our front office does. I see what our ownership group do. And everybody's telling everybody about the experience you have at Spruce Meadows. And then, you know, when, when I'm around the coaching staff, I am, um, where every game or every training session is is purposeful. Every you know competitive small-sided game um, happens. I, I just know our culture. So I you know we play every single game to win. We have every interaction with the fans that to to make a meaningful interaction and we build relationships. So I, I don't know how that compares, having not been here. But you know when I talk to the players, when they come into our environment, they they note how different it is, but. Without having worked anywhere else, uh, I don't know how different it is.
0: <laughs> Pinder's phone exploded. Uh, no, so looking back, throughout uh, throughout this season, you get the uh, you get the clean sheet against Pacific. You go back mm-hmm. to the first three. Would you have five goals in the first three games? Was it? Are you worried about that defensive side? Are you still giving up too much, or do you feel like now it's rounding into form and you're getting back to kind of what we saw last year with your team, which is pretty staunch defense?
3: Yeah, well, that, that's a hard thing. I hate losing, you know, and I think play this game more out of, you, you know, you hate losing, uh, winning is just, you know, that's what you know the players are capable of, right? So after we beat Pacific, we like, great. That's exactly how we planned it, and um, you know, good start early. Give them nothing, take out their key players, and uh, make them suffer. And uh, I felt we did that, and, and we felt with the fans on our side, we could use that advantage as the extra man. And I think really our our fans were the man of the match that day because it didn't shut up from start to finish, and it was brilliant because I think that kept uh, you know Pacific very frustrated, having come to Alberta and, and not scored a single goal. I think that hurt their confidence. But you know, I, th- I think when when we looked back at the other games, we're you know, you're spending so many hours rewatching, looking at moments, meeting in the units, whether it's the defence, midfield, or attack, and say, well, you know, could we adjust this, amend this? And then we looked at the goals and went, you know, when the goal of the season comes up, I think three of the goals that were scored on us are going to be contenders. So we're like, well, you can't really do too much about that. It's just one of those, you know, lightning in the bottle moments that seem to strike us three times over the three games. So we said, look, we've just got to keep moving forward. We know it's a tough start to the season being on the road so much. So any time we can pick up points on the road, and tonight is an opportunity of that, it will help because we know our home form is going to be good, and it's usually those that have a decent away record are the ones that secure themselves in the top half of the table, which gets you into playoffs. And then, as we're seeing now with with the Flames, the the playoffs become that lottery because it's a different format.
1: Uh, You're in Edmonton tonight. They'll be here on Tuesday for Canadian Championship. Hmm. So one's a tournament in season, the other's league play. How do you, I guess, manage minutes and also uh i guess like how h- how do you prioritize when on one side it's like okay we got to make some hay on the table here but on the other side man we could have a game against the white caps if we win this game on tuesday i feel like uh, you're trying to feed two mouths here
3: yeah possibly i think we've always used the approach one game at a time and uh tonight is a is a is a chance to put three points on the table um once we finish that we'll look at who we have um that's in really good form the days that we have in recovery and we'll put together a team that we feel could beat uh, Edmonton on, on Tuesday at home. So I think bo- both both games are uh, equally important, but we'll just focus on tonight's game first and foremost.
1: And then finally, just a thought on uh, Marco Carducci and, and maybe the the emotional or inspirational um, lift there at home, given what he's gone mm-hmm. through. And, and you can elaborate on that for those not familiar.
3: Yeah, I mean... Those that are not familiar, I mean, Marco came after receiving his medical in February when all the players reported back to training and uh, felt something wasn't right. And um, it it was, was, you know, our our doctor, Marcus Robinson, sent him for a scan and it turned out to be testicular cancer. And within receiving that news, 48 hours, he was in for surgery, had it taken in remission. And uh, here he is now able to play our first home opener on May 1st. And I mean the manner in which he dealt with this just give us all strength. So when we're kind of, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves, having not really won a game in three, we just looked across the locker room and just seen this guy go about his business as if nothing had ever changed. So we felt, you know, the home crowd, you know, the last time he'd played for for us was against Pacific. We just felt it was the right time to have the support of his own on his back. And uh, the fans did that and he's made an unbelievable save near the end and I think even after the game I think I was more emotional about him than I was anything else because he's just a terrific human being and and a phenomenal goalkeeper and he does make us better.
0: Good luck my man. Uh anything special from the uh Tommy Weldon Jr uh, spring collection that uh if if we're going to go online and watch this thing anything special to look for tonight? <laughs>
3: I tell you what, I've got to give a shout-out to my brother, you know, because he started now, he's he's mature, and he's now technical director of foothills, and he's now getting, you know, he's retired. He started picking up a bit of the style, and he's got oh, yeah. me this killer pair of shoes that I think I'm going to rock Ooh. on the sidelines tonight. So I've got to give a, a shout-out to Jay for that.
0: Well, I I wonder if Edmonton is uh, going to be ready for that. Dress shoes, they yeah. don't know what to do. Wow, yeah. leather. Thanks, Tommy. Good luck, man. Get it done. Thanks, guys. You Cheers. bet. Tom Wilden Jr., Cavalry FC Edmonton tonight up at uh, Clarkfield. I'm sorry. It was low-hanging fruit. It really was. It was a bit... Uh, it was. A... It's not quite shovel-worthy, but I'm sorry. But you know what? I'd be shocked if you didn't do it
1: at be, this point. Did, you can't be disappointed me. If yeah, I don't
0: know. Maybe a little. Hmm. I've done this show for so long, and when I hear Tommy say, lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. it's just it's still like... What? This sounds so weird to it's me, right? Light. I've not heard it that way for... About 15 years now. Anyway, welcome back to the uh, to the studio. Here we got Corey Sarich, who is uh, who did not bring coffee today. Hell's going on, Sarich. We were wondering, is it uh, the I keep
1: hearing team guy, team guy, team first, team guy.
0: Before uh, before the first show, game one, buddies, I'm coming in. Coffees, who? What's the order? Bringing some snacks. Woo! After game two. I'm not bringing Guys, coffee tomorrow, so I just just bring your own I coffee. Just
2: wait for the reciprocation. <laughs>
1: Why, well, I, I, you know, the coffee be cold. We do this 200 times a year. I don't know that we can yeah. play that game.
0: Is everything okay, though? I just uh, was a little oh, yeah. concerned because it came you. in mid-game. It wasn't like it was this morning. It's like, hey, I'm running late. I'm not going to be you able know, to.
2: I'm such a thoughtful guy that I'm. You I don't call want you guys shot. sitting here yeah. and be thoroughly disappointed. So I give you ample warning. I wasn't yeah. sure whether to, to be upset or to
1: just say, you know what? Like, I appreciate the accountability. Worse than him not bringing coffee would me be thinking he'd have coffee for me common, and then yeah. being uncaffeinated.
0: That's exactly what, what I was that. thinking,
2: Ryan.
1: I do appreciate the transparency.
0: So at least for one night, the Louis Domingue for Con Smythe <laughs> –
1: I'll tell you what. Apparently, he was on his head. I was watching Twitter and people were like, he he's fine. keeping them in this thing. Like, there's some saves he had no business making, given, you know, where he's at on the old depth chart. That was a 3 2 game, like, considerably late into the contest. He was keeping the Penguins in it.
0: Louis Domingue, 35 saves. It's in the evening. It's, it's fine. One goes in off of uh, his defenseman and in. There's a power play goal there. Strom scores. Uh, that said, I don't know. If this is going to work for Pittsburgh, uh, Alex Diorio is the backup. We know Casey DeSmith. We don't know was it, uh No, we do not know uh, who that is. Tristan Jari out of a walking boot, had a fractured foot. He may come back, but the Rangers Ooh. get. Uh, so what is it now? Because I was looking this morning. It's not a record, but it's close in terms of saves for Igor Shusterkin. It's 79 in game one. 84 shots, right? Only Jonas Korpusalo. Now, there's two things, because if you go back to the year with the uh, the play-in, whatever you call it, the qualifying yeah, know, a round. bubble. But the NHL, the most saves by a goalie through their first two games of a single Stanley Cup playoff series. Shusterkin, now with 118 Jeez. 79 Tuesday, thirty nine last night. That's one eighteen through two. He ties Cujo from ninety three with Saint Louis against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Jonas Corpusalo in round one in twenty twenty against Tampa Bay had one twenty one. So as busy as Shosturkin has been, just a little bit more for uh, for Corpusalo in that series.
1: Would you like to do the side by side with Jacob Markstrom's workload for the first two games? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's one. He's, he, he's now same. made 37 saves. As opposed That's to a period for Shistergan. Yeah. There's same another, sport, same position, different story. There's
2: another goalie out there that got a pretty good work over last night. And, you know, not your household name, but Connor Ingram. Oh, boy. 50, is... 51 tossed at him last night.
1: I, I was texting someone the moment Saros went down that worked around the league, and I was like, How's this going to go? Like, he's their MVP, no? And the person said, They shouldn't even go to Riddick. It's got to be Ingram right now. At least he's been playing all year in the American
0: League. Yeah, yeah. Riddick's in bad form and hasn't played. That's just an awful combination. Saros left that game last week against the Flames. Riddick came in, didn't win that night. Managed... A wild one with 0.1 seconds left, yeah.
1: and then something that shouldn't have gone in in overtime.
0: Was in in that Colorado game, was good in the, what, wasn't he perfect in the shootout as they beat Colorado to put them in a position to be the first wildcard team and play the Flames, but then, yeah, And then Ingram you
1: know. blew a 4 nothing lead against Arizona the last game of the year, yeah. and so which of the two guys we don't trust are we going to put in instead of our MVP?
0: So Riddick got lit up in game one. They go with Ingram last night, as you say, Corey, 49 saves, but the Colorado Avalanche, 51-26, outshoot, the Nashville Predators, Kale McCarr.
1: Is too bleeping good at this game?
2: Needs a higher league to play in? I don't think you're going to get that out of your goaltender every night, so you're <laughs> probably going to have to limit a few, a few of those shots.
1: Can we get another for the goalie, boys? Forsberg, Duchesne, let's go!
0: Oh, we got you one. Sorry, Connor. You have to do the rest there. McCarr had 12 shots on net last night. 23-shot attempts, 31 minutes and 6 seconds of ice, and, yes, the game winner. They were chanting during his post-game interview,
4: I mean, all this- hail
0: Kale, all hail Kale. So they bought in. Yeah, it's crazy how good this
2: guy is. Watched him, even with just, there's only 10 seconds left in the third period. He's coming up the You're like, oh, this is lockdown. It's going over. To- oh, and Kale McCarr down the wing, and yeah. he's got another shot. And I'm not sure what the end result in that was. It obviously wasn't a goal, but he's so slippery. He's so fast.
0: I don't know if I've ever seen a guy like that move across the blue line. There's people now that have watched the game for a long time, and it's recency bias, and I get that. But they're legitimately asking, what are we watching here? Are we truly watching a Hall of Fame, one of the top three to ever play this position? Oh, jeez. At the very, you know, the, the, what is, the start of his career? Like, we're, How old is this kid? He looks like he's about 12.
1: He's 23 in 188 days. He's 23 and a
2: half. Uh, it's a pretty special talent. I mean, I know he's got a long ways to go. But you just, you, you can't come in with a bigger splash than he did.
1: He has 180 points in 178 games in the regular season in his career.
2: Do you remember the heater
1: Johnny got on this year to get to a point-per-game player over the course of his career? Johnny's got a creating offense. This is a defenseman. Right out of college, he's done this. It's not like he's even, well, and then his prime years, he was. No. This is a bloody point-per-game defenseman. What
2: is going on? Yossi has an otherworldly year, and who's right on his heels? Yeah. Kale McCarthy. And this is, like, prime
1: Yossi. Best couple years of his career. And this is just every year for Kale, first couple in the league. What? What?
2: Just, like, oozing with confidence. There's nothing back there that makes him nervous. He's pretty darn good in his own end.
1: Yeah, what about the playoffs, though? 35 points in 37 games. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, but what's his, what's his plus minus? You know, is he good defensively? <sighs> he, 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 again, I don't know I'm sure there's if we're watching. always work
1: to be done there, but the offensive side's impeccable.
2: What, you... about, the, what about the change in technology? What if everyone still had a 105-flex stick?
0: Everyone's got the same gear. He's better than everyone. You go put wood in everyone's hands, he's still better than everyone. I was going to say, you want to have him put on some, one of the Micron skates, I was the gonna old, say. some old tube <laughs> yeah. skates?
1: You go put him in Cooper Halls, he's still a better skater than uh, everyone. He still sees it better
2: than everyone. I just can't get over, like, you watch a guy like Lindholm shoot the puck, you watch Makar shoot the puck, all these, well, half the NHL now.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's
2: incredible. Who's yeah. shooting the puck well in this series, though? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: like. Like, you're right. It's just, I, I'm, I'm just stunned how different some of these series are looking. Like, how different it is. There could not be, like, a different feel between, like, Pittsburgh, New York, or Tampa, Toronto, and what we're watching here, where one goal feels like a touchdown.
0: It's too early, right? We're, we're through it's two, two games. games yeah. And you can only evaluate how great round one is or all of that until you get game's 5-6. No there's no right. elimination games yet. No one's no one's lost like but it's been there's been some convincing bounce back performances even for f- they lose last night, but Nashville had a chance to win that game oh, yeah. after being absolutely snot bobbled in game 1. bounced the puck a shot away. away yeah. But you look at game 1, Minnesota they got embarrassed by the Trouted. St. Louis Blues. Mm-hmm. Game two, 6-2, we win. Tell me about Florida. They get stunned by Washington
1: game one. They pummeled them yesterday. 5-1. Tampa Rangers Bay. blow a lead in game one.
0: Yeah. Tampa Bay, look at the, ooh, Leafs, 5-zip. Mm-hmm. It was 5-1 in the third before the Leafs made it 5-3 to, to make it look respectable. Edmonton, Mike Smith, all of his 6-0.
2: They cruised in game two. So when you digest all of that information, does that start to make you a little nervous?
1: No. I, 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 I mean...
2: In Definitely. what sense? What's why would you be there? this you, you series? You mean you see you see one team, maybe things don't go quite as planned in the first, and then they turn it right around. It's it's not like things didn't go as planned for the Calgary Flames, but not a lot of offense there. Okay, we're gonna crank it up a notch. Here we go. All these other teams just kind of, I don't know, is it they
0: put their foot on the gas? Oh, you mean in a game two? Yeah.
1: Uh, you know what I'm seeing is six series of the eight are tied one-one. And there's heavy favorites in most of these series, and there's not a lot of, well, that's a pick Only two teams are up 2-0. A division winner in the Metro mm-hmm. and a division winner in the Central. Everyone else is, yeah, game five is necessary. We're going back to that building again for sure. And there's a lot of series that
0: look like six or seven. And you look at the Florida one, Tom Wilson not in for the Caps, that's big. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a difference maker. In the offense that he provides, mm-hmm. but the intimidation and yeah. just the awareness you need to have. A little more freewheeling Yearly. for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, I would think. You're- and
1: for the same story for Pittsburgh, who are without Raquel and their top two goalies. I mean, already those are some significant deletions
0: for those two. Hampus Lindholm out for Boston and their 0-2 coming home. Ooh, And they're going to Swayman. We'll talk about tonight's games in, in a moment. Uh, they went with Allmark in games one and two. It felt like after game one, go back to Swayman. He's kind of been your guy. They didn't, it didn't uh, work you know, in their favor.
1: And Blue's so. dinged up on the back end as well, as we know. Like, yeah. it's, I, I think what like you say, or should we, anyone be nervous? I think it's just a reminder how good this tournament is that, like, you can't go to the two game mark of round one last year and feel like you knew you saw the endings coming. And you, so, why should you see it this year? There's lots of plots unfold left.
2: And it's pretty much standard for first round. You don't have a lot of four and outs. This is where the, the craziness generally happens.
0: Well, what's great is doing this. You come in after games. We sit here. I know exactly how this series is going after I watched that game last night. I can tell you in no uncertain terms how this is going to go. Next game. Ooh, I didn't see that coming. Well, now it's going that way. Now I can tell you for sure that that's how it's going to go. Like Minnesota, St. To, Louis, yeah, Toronto,
1: had, Tampa. Like complete opposite game one and twos.
0: Kind of felt like Tampa Bay, just because of who they are, they're going to come back and Get a pound of flesh on Toronto in Game Two. Mm-hmm. wasn't sure about Minnesota. They seemed I, out of
2: sorts in Game One. I was very doubtful there. And just again, St. Louis has had their number all season long. Yeah. Was it eight? Wasn't it eight in a row just going back did. to the regular season before that? Just kind of historically. So that was a that that's got to bode well for them. It looks pretty smart on the coach. You leave Mark Andre Fleury, and you don't hit the panic button. You just kind of be like, okay, yeah, we had a little misstep in the first one. Mm-hmm. Don't don't strike fear throughout your club by completely shelving things. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if yeah. they should have gone back to Talbot, keep Marc-Andre Fleury in there. But I mean, the guy's got a pretty proven track record.
1: He's going to the hall of fame for a reason. And you know what? It, it showed, I guess, confidence in the group rather than panic. And they still can play the Talbot card. They don't have to now. It doesn't mean they won't use always I think they will. Um, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, for, for all that run St. Louis was on where it was two years, they beat them outdoors, they beat them in their building, they rallied to come back and beat them, they win game one. You get another game like that against who? So they're going to start asking who should be in net for St. Louis. Yeah. They, mid-season it was like, who is it? Huso's been playing better, but Bennington's the guy that's got the ring. Yeah, it's a
2: nice way to beat them, too. You beat them fairly handled. the doors off them. It's 4-0 right?
1: a minute into the second period. It wasn't
2: just the squeaker where you get by. That was a pretty good statement game by Decisive. Minnesota.
1: yeah. Kind of like Florida last night.
2: Kind of like Tampa in game two. Those are emphatic statements. You wonder if game one to Minnesota, they've got a lot of, a lot of young players on there, a lot of guys in different roles now. Y- you talk about that hype that happens in the first game, and it's about playing making good decisions, having an even keel, not overreacting. Like you see from their captain, the cross check in the calves, to the same, who mm-hmm. blues, blue's player. I Scandella. can't remember who it was. Yeah. And that's just out of character stuff, which can completely happen. I remember my first few playoff games, like you get a different feeling in you and the game is absolutely flying around you. Like it is buzzing. Yeah. It's, it's a whole nother gear. It's a whole nother speed. And you just, you want to have, you want to be so impactful and you want to do so much that sometimes you just, you're an, you're an absolute train wreck because you get out there and you're, you're not playing your game anymore. You, you actually get sucked in by the buzz Mm -hmm. and the energy. And especially when it's at home, it's different on the road. On the road, you're definitely a little more patient, but those first couple home games, it's uh, it's a pretty unique feeling. Like there's a lot of reasons they
1: lost in 2019 in round one. Like I think we'd completely misjudged Colorado's speed, and we, no one knew what Cale McCarr was at this level. He shows up, I think, game three in Colorado. But one of the things that I thought was apparent was that the Flames didn't expect to be behind in that series, and they weren't themselves when they were. They started to try to do too much, and now it's like, "Well, I got to do this myself. Well, I got to try this." And it's like to your point last night, Johnny go behind his back in the third. Like it's it's almost feeling. To your point, to perform well in the playoffs isn't about rising the moments; it's about being calm amid all this chaos. To just be comfortable with it all.
2: Yeah, and that's what I did. I didn't like that from the start of the game. From the Flames, it was like, okay, we're we're across the blue line. Uh, There's the goalie. Let's just put it towards him. Pucks on that. Let's just okay. I'm in the corner now. Let's get it to the slot. Let's just fire it out front. And those are things that they've been so good at all season long: is retaining pucks and cycling the. Cycling the puck and using all five players on the ice, and just those new or those uh, offensive zone exchanges to cause confusion. Um, I, I just something was missing at the start of the game as far as that. As far as that patience, it seemed like they were just again everything was into the middle, and that's where the Dallas Stars was were. You've got to lure them to the outside, and that's going to take uh, again yeah, again with the way the Dallas Stars are playing some significant patience and the good head on your shoulders and. I think they trust their process. That showed defensively from the Flames. There wasn't panic. There wasn't terrible plays last night. But I think you just have to do more to make Dallas uncomfortable in their own end. And that's going to take some time.
0: That's fair. We break. we come back. Tonight's SCED 4 Series resume. What you want to talk about? Speargrass Golf Show. Flames Talk with Sarchi and Pinder still to come here on your Friday. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Guest hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. That's Corey Sarich right there. You know, I, I, did you hear the postgame uh, comments from Jared Bednar last night? He, he, uh, Bednar, no. Of course, Colorado. Up to nothing in that series. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't realize how far back he goes, but he, he had said, asked, obviously, Kale McCarr, we're talking all the shots and 31 minutes now. He's, not since Corey Sarich have we had wow. an impact D huh. here in Denver like uh, like this. <laughs> I thought that was kind of glowing. Yeah. Accurate.
1: And could have gone on a talk where Ray
0: Bork didn't. I think he'd said enough. Yeah, you, Rob Blake... No. Nope. Sandus Ozil and she no, think of some of the blue liners that just, they've had go through there. Um of, were, I, I didn't know you. Are, are you tight with uh, Bednar? I kind of forgot I played there. Yeah.
2: He was uh, a member of the South Carolina Stingrays with my cousin. Oh, no, yeah. We won a Kelly Cup championship. Oh, that's together. good. Cale
1: so, McLean, assistant coach of the Flames. Big time South Carolina Stingray.
2: There you go. Oh, yeah. How about that? Nolan Pratt, ex-roommate, running the D down there. Oh, in uh, Colorado,
0: so yeah. I got heavy ties. Heavy ties. Do you, do you get any uh, jingling in your bells when you watch the avalanche, or is there any connection there?
2: There's, there's a real soft spot, right? Like I played with Nate McKinnon my, in his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Gabe Landis-Cog. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Eric Johnson is still there. And that was a very fun season for me. I came out of the uh, dog days of Bob Hartley. To go down there, and we've, we mm-hmm. had a great, great season. We started off, uh, I think, 12-1-0 in our first 13 games. Wow. Made the playoffs, lost to the Minnesota Wild, I unfortunately wasn't part of that. Lost in game seven, I believe it was. But uh, it, was a, it was a pretty fun season. It was, um, it was my last, so you remember that. Mm-hmm. And lots of fun. So, yeah, I got, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for them. Never thought I'd see a player faster than Nate McKinnon with the puck. Huh. He used to embarrass me regularly in practice. I never got to play against the guy up north here that wears an Oilers jersey.
1: Or the defenseman that now plays Colorado. Yeah, or that, that yeah. guy too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So least, you went from
2: Hartley to Waugh. Yeah, it was a significant change of. Tom? Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say they're both, uh, I see some similarities. It is crazy. How many things that Patrick Wad did that he grabbed from Bob Hartley? The uh, four, the 45 second mountain, the mountain, climbers. mountain climbers to get yeah. back into the lineup after you've been injured and out. That was your test. You're supposed to do, Can't f- do that, you're not you're supposed to do four mountain climbers under 45 seconds to come back in. So I'm injured. I gotta get back in the lineup. I'm like, Patty, I'll never Let's play go. again. <laughs> yeah. Top speed for me in that drill is 46 seconds at my best. Maybe 47. How do I get back in the lineup? Mm. He's like, Sarchi, you do one at 45, and we'll be good. You did it, eh? I don't know. I think I was probably still 46. There's only one gear. Uh,
1: I was going to say, like, how much would it help to just shed the gear? Sweatpants, bucket, gloves, and a stick, I might have been able to shave off half a second. That's it? I feel like it'd be a lot. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like...
0: Like, there's Oof. just some
2: people that
1: don't
0: skate fast. That's true. A lot of them don't play in the NHL. Yes, yeah, But there yeah. are some. There's a few that don't skate well in this room. Right? There's, there's yeah. some that I, I couldn't do it. And look at my career. What you want to talk about? Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe, your experts in automatic door service, repairs, and replacements. Visit CalgaryLockandSafe.com. Jogging so what,
1: so what, so what Boat.
2: Jogging so 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 Boat. What are you talking about?
0: Ah, 960, 960. Anderson is definitely not shooting the puck good in this series. Bring back Michael Stone. There it is. There's your first call for the big change, guys. This series does not have a good feel. That's what I want to talk about. split at
1: home, and last night had some pangs of concern, but it's it's a best of seven, not a best of two.
0: Where's
2: that big red button that should be sitting over here?
0: Oh, I'm telling you, people. Uh, is that the one that has the fireballs after the goals, or is it the other one? <laughs> it comes up. Uh, the reason people, the only reason people are panicked, or is because you guys keep talking about it over and over. No, I think if you uh, if you saw the text line or you were interacting with fans, mm-hmm. um, boys, I'm never going to a Flames game again. <laughs> yeah, don't overreact, eh? <laughs> I, I went to games this year. I was 0-1-2 during the regular season, then lost last night. Well, you know what I'm it is.
1: They, they mention it in the room. They're like, oh, Jim's here again. A curse. We're screwed. Like We may as well just not even shoot the puck tonight. Like, let's give them the two points and get on the plane now. Yeah. I they, must, they heard you were there. I you must you be, are affecting these outcomes.
2: I must be a, come from another planet, but I'd much rather see a highly competitive game. Obviously, I want to see my team win. Blowing somebody out like 8-1, to one, I'm sure that's what everybody wants. I don't know.
1: Yeah, we were at the Arizona game. It was fun, and it also uh, – there was nothing left in the, to determine how it was going to go after about 10 minutes into the second period.
2: Could maybe use one of the, one of those right now for the Calgary. Phoenix just a little,
1: and... a little re- just a, just inhale, a relax, just have yeah. a little
2: laugh, settle let's, the let's, nerves a little. Let's blow somebody's doors off.
1: Yeah, maybe they, someone wants to do, do something stupid. You get a five-minute major power play score, three or four. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Hannafin and Backlund go to the ends of the earth to avoid contact. As a result, they are the two worst players so far. Backlund was
1: about a wash on chances last night, a little bit above. Hannafin had a tough one.
2: Well, does does that factor into Hannafin's turnover?
1: Does that what factor Avoiding the lack contact?
2: Of, the lack of contact? or?
1: I don't know that it, I, he, if there was the breathing down the, the neck that closely. I just feel like he's a guy that it's a first read is open or it's not. And if it's not, I
0: I worry about the decision tree with him. I've watched the flames for enough years to know that the overwhelming likelihood at the end of this series is disappointment. (laughs) Oh man. Two games is only held their opponent to less than 40 shots in two games is only scoring one goal in two home games. Good. Three forty goal scores, one goal in six periods out in five. It's quite a uh, and gloom there. The it's pretty line? good.
2: Hey, you wonder if you go Fandom, back huh? to the start of the season, if, if you text take line this would look the same. No, if the text line would look the same. <laughs>
1: no, and to further that point, would you take a split of the first two in the playoffs that you made it? <laughs> and you're the high seat. Like, are you going to be okay being the favorite in a best of five now going to Dallas? These, these are the same people that said this team wouldn't make the playoffs. Why do we, why is their advice so savvy all of a sudden? Stop panicking. It's two games.
0: The ice is terrible at the Dome. Not sure the old barn yeah, can keep up yeah. in this weather. That's right.
2: It, it It was better last night, but it was awful in that first game. It, it,
1: you know what? They would said it was the, the building was six degrees warmer than normal. And for the second intermission, it did not freeze on the timeline they'd expected it to. Oh, I see. That's someone on the Twitter. Well,
0: that's what I was thinking, too, as I was sitting at home watching that uh, game one when the Zambonis had to come back out, I'm like, well, that looks, if I had to guess, six degrees off. Looked like six degrees. Well, I mean, if
1: the Zamboni game, it's got to get a little tighter for yeah. game five on next Wednesday. Well, so imagine we, Texas, They're going to go watch
0: the tape. They're going to break it down, and they're going to have to be better. Be hot as balls down in it Dallas. What are they going to do they down break there?
2: Break out the dehumidifiers.
0: What you want to talk about brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. That'll do it for today. Sarge, you hang around and I want to, I'm going to be listening. I can't wait for oh. Flames Talk. Oh, yeah. I don't want you just regurgitating all the stuff you have been for the last co- I want some fresh, hot takes. You want it. Yep. Corey Sarge, Ryan Pinder, Flames Talk we're coming gonna, up. We're
1: going to go deep. We're going to figure out what kind of snack This he's game got.
0: had so much content <laughs>
2: That's right. that we
0: can talk for hours.
1: It's an epic. It's like uh, the Odyssey and the Iliad. It's going to take a yeah. while. There's a lot to get through in these first two
0: games. It may have felt yeah. like a low scoring, low event game. No, 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 You wait for Flames You weren't seeing the details.
1: That's what we got. A former player, a cup That's winner great. in studio. Uh, before we get there, time for the Speargrass Golf Show. It's brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course. Great shape, Dean. Greens are rolling. Most friendly and relaxed golf experience. That's relaxed. That's what I said. Uh, visit them at speargrass.ca. Kevin Smith of Alberta Golf joins us. Kev, how are you doing, man?
4: Oh, Ryan, Uh, things couldn't be better. It's incredible to come on and uh, talk some golf. I have to say, I just have to pause the Rafa Nadal-Carlos Alcaraz match here because I'm locked and loaded on tennis this morning. Oh, come on. You
1: can can multitask with the best of them. You do you. (laughs) I'm I'm not offended if uh, something Alcatraz is playing. That's fine. Yeah, whatever.
4: We'll Uh, see if if Nadal can escape from Alcaraz, yes. Uh, Let's talk some golf.
1: Uh, Well, season's underway. I I was happy to get my first round in yesterday. What what does that mean for you guys, and uh, how underway is it in terms of your events? It's a very busy calendar from you guys spring all the way through to fall.
4: Yeah, I mean, as far as our events, we haven't gotten there yet. I mean, our championship season starts in June, but I think for us just, you know, being the governing body of golf in the province, at Alberta Golf, um, you know, last year, as you know, I mean, tee sheets were packed everywhere it was one of the few things you could do outside and see your friends and you know just uh, so our big thing is retention you know i think a lot of people rediscovered the game or maybe people tried golf and and decided that they liked it and here we are in 2022 and we're kind of coming into the tail end of this pandemic and you know there are other things to do now right there's soccer's back and softball's back and Mm -hmm. hockey's back so you know we're 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 kind of looking to see will the t-sheets be just as packed this year and uh can we retain some of the people who discovered this great game
1: yeah a lot of the private courses uh didn't have wait lists due a lot of the public courses really tough to get tee times it's been uh quite healthy for the participation in the sport but you're right a lot of that was pandemic pressure are people back in love or was it just something they needed to fill time we find out this season uh tell us about uh one of the things i think that's important about keeping the game popular is making it accessible to youth. You guys have been really hammering on that point, and you've got a great program that allows kids to play golf for cheap, which is not necessarily something we always expect.
4: Uh, Fourth year of the Youth On Course program. This started back in the States about 20 years ago. We brought it to Canada for the first time four years ago in Alberta. And, yeah, if you join Alberta Golf, uh, you pay your $59 to be an Alberta Golf member. Um, Anyone under 18 can play for $5 all season long at about 20 courses we have in Alberta, and there's a, a few here in the area here, Shaganapi, McCall, um, the Tunnel Line at Banff Springs, uh, so uh, Lakeside Golf Course. So, yeah, the Youth On Course program, uh, you can go on our website and, and find that, and it's just a just a great way to break down cost barriers and, and discover the game. So, yes, Youth On Course is, is one thing. Um, if you've been playing golf for a while, we also have the McLennan-Ross alberta junior tour 25 stops across the province and that's kind of a learn to compete tour i would say you can go out and shoot 115 but you just kind of see your friends learn what it's like to compete in golf and you know have a hot dog afterwards and 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 kind of see the province so that tour starts uh June 11th at Henderson Lake in Lethbridge and runs right through to the tour championship at Wolf Creek, uh, in late August. So, uh, that's something to look for if, if, if you're kind of have kids that, that are into golf and, and they're pretty good and they want to, you know, dip their toes in the water in competition. Uh, that's a good, that's a good feeder tour. Uh, and that kind of gets you set up for, for, you know, junior championships maybe as you get a bit older.
1: A couple more real quick. Uh, what's upswing? This is something that you guys, a brand you've
4: launched. You bet. So we have a brand, a new brand called Upswing. And I mean, uh, Alberta golf obviously is known for running elite championships for amateurs and um, Upswing would be the opposite of that. Like we have 50,000 members in the province who pay their $59 to be a member and keep a handicap and, and play golf. Uh, we think there's probably a quarter million people who don't have memberships that just enjoy golfing and connecting and seeing their friends. So we have a new website, upswinggolf.ca, You go on there and you can find your golf experience. All the courses in the province are on there. You can you can find your Tuesday Tees and Taco event. You can find out you know a course near you, what the pricing is. Um, basically, it's 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 just kind of casual, fun golf. You know, get your friends and, and find a golf experience. And uh, but it's a one-stop shop. You can go on there and you know for the first year it's mostly finding tee times, but we're hoping that it will evolve into. You know, finding merchandise and finding everything to do with golf. So you know, travel stuff. So um, yeah, upswinggolf.ca. If if you just want to go on there and take a look at the website and and find the golf experience that fits you, but it's definitely more of just kind of just kind of fun golf and and uh, you know, nothing too serious.
1: And finally, you got Lanny involved in something. We got to talk about that <laughs> bleeping legend, Absolutely. Lanny McDonald. Let's go.
4: Uh, oh man, so. um Lanny's brother-in-law, Tom Byers, passed away in 2020. He was a member of the Calgary Golf and Country Club in Inglewood Golf and Curling Club. And, um, yeah, we wanted to do something uh, in Tom's name, and we're doing it June 4th at Inglewood Golf and Curling Club. Uh, if you're between the age of 6 and 15, um, we haven't set up registration yet, but the first 72 kids who sign up, it's 10 bucks. You get to come. Um, You'll have half an hour on the range, half an hour chipping, half an hour putting. We'll have six PGA pros there to kind of teach you and show you what's going on. Um, Obviously, there'll be a barbecue. Lanny will be there. Uh, Tom's wife will be there. And we're just going to have a fun day. Um, You know, nothing made Tom Byers happier than just seeing kids discover the game of golf. So this is just another way to break down cost barriers, and and we hope it's going to be a great day. So look for that on our website, Alberta Golf. Dot O-R-G in the coming weeks, to sign up for uh, the Tom Byers Junior Golf Day, June 4th. It's a Saturday at Englewood Golf and Curling Club. So, uh, yeah, lots of great things coming up with the Tom Byers Day on June 4th, the McLennan Ross Tour starting on June 11th, and our championship schedule, the Alberta Open, starting June 21st at Sundry. So, um, can't mm. wait. It's amazing the golf season's here.
1: Love it, albertagolf.org for more information. Kevin, always great to catch up. We're excited. We're back. Uh, it, was, it was a long, miserable winter, and uh, we're into the good stuff now. Thank you, sir.
4: Thanks, Pender. Cheers. All right,
1: Kevin Smith, our guest on the Speargrass Golf Show, brought to you by Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience. Visit them at speargrass.ca. I can tell you the greens are flying yesterday. Course is in great shape. And, yeah, the fescue is not knee-high yet, so maybe shave a couple strokes out there. Going like that. And still, just the most epic, uh, mind boggling finishing three holes in the province. Driving me nuts. Max, max, max. Ruin the round. <laughs> Come back. Flames Talk is next. It's a 1 1 series score between two teams that really have locked it down quite impressively defensively. What will change as the scene moves to Dallas tomorrow? That next with Corey Sarich. Flames Talk coming up. Sports at 960 The Fan.